are now listening to the universe according to Rex and Jonas. Greetings, humans, and welcome to the universe according to Rex and Jonas. My name is Jonas, and I am the beautiful, brown, and delicious Jonas. And I'm Rex the Black. (laughs) No, come on. Yeah, yeah. Do more. Two more? God damn it. Do more. I am Rex the nice and normal of Blacks. Ah, nice and normal normal or black. Totally non-threatening black. Good. (laughs) Right here. Non-threatening at all. Also, uh, (laughs) guys, greetings. Uh, Welcome to the universe. We are doing a little bit different today. We, um, here's the thing. My Hero Academia Season 4 has dropped. It dropped in October. Um, They have released 12 episodes. Um, Rex has caught up to actually eight episodes, not six. Yeah. So we are going to talk about the first eight episodes because I need to talk about that. <laughs> I need to talk about this show because gotta it's get so it out good. Of system. I gotta get her out of my system, baby. I'm feeling the chills. Yeah, chills. Um, They're multiplying. And I'm losing control. But the power. We got. We can't pay for that. Anyway. Um. Okay. Sorry. Um. <laughs> so I did want to talk about like all the twelve episodes that they have caught up with, but Rex has not seen all twelve episodes, which is fine. Uh, the first eight episodes are actually really good, and um, you know, they actually include a character that Rex really enjoys. Talk too. about Mirio. Oh, not just Mirio. I'm talking about uh, Sun Eater. I like Sun Eater, too. I like all of them, bro. Mirio, Sun Eater, Sir Night Eyes. I can't remember uh, Um, the blue girl's name. Um, I don't remember her. Yeah. Fuck, I can't remember her name. But we don't really talk to her much anyway. Well, we are... uh, uh, Is it Kamachiki? No, that's that's, uh, Sun Eater. Yeah, that's Sun Eater, yeah. um, But yeah, so the characters that we're talking about are uh, the big three of uh, View A, which are the three top students in the third year, yeah. their third year. Um, and it's uh, actually, uh, it's ne- uh, Nejiri Hado, who is, um, her power is that she can use her emotions, I believe, to create whirlwinds, and the stronger her emotions are, the stronger her whirlwinds, whirlwinds are. Let me double check. Because it's whirlwinds, but it's something weird about her power that I just I'm, can't fucking remember. Nedri Hado, uh Wave motion. Probably is emotions, but I don't know. Uh, wave motion grants Nedri the ability to convert her vitality into energy that she can discharge mm-hmm. as blasts of wave, blast waves. Upon release, the waves converted from her, from the her stamina is unleashed as golden energy that travel in the form of spirals. So she can shoot like golden energy spirals from like her energy, like how energized she is. Yeah. Yeah. 
uh, and then we have Tamaki uh, Amajiki, who is uh, Sun Eater. His power is manifest. Uh, his quirk is manifest, and it's basically like whatever he eats, he gains like the abilities, different aspects of those of yeah. those animals. Like if he eats octopus, he'll grow tentacles. Very hentai. <laughs> if he eats, if he eats like chicken wings or chicken, he'll get wings. He also has this ability to like make clams. If he if he eats clams, like he can make it. And, and yeah, but like it, his power is much more like it's very surface level when you look at it. But the last episode that I saw, um, it's shown to be a lot yeah. more in depth than that because he literally eats like a crystal or some shit. And he steals yeah. a person's powers, but like he, they still have their powers, but he has their power too, and he uses it. It's fucking wild. He's, yeah, it it, it was really weird, but um, I don't know if this if his power has been awakened yet. His quirk's been awakened fully. Um, he's just on the first level, but if it is just at the first level, he works really hard to create it. But we'll talk yeah. about that episode, um, in a bit. And then we have the the what people consider the biggest hero. Um, and if you watch My Hero Academia, he is most likely to be the one that takes over um, um, All Might's mantle because he is considered one of the strongest people. He, in he's My he's Hero so Academia. fucking strong. He's like they they say themselves that he is on par with most pro heroes, and they have no problem yeah. with him going to fight villains. Um, but it's uh, yeah. his name's Muriel. Mirio Togata, also known as La Million. Emilio. And his power is very simple in that he can face through objects. It is, uh, it's called yeah, permeation. But his power is very. The, the things that he can do with his power is interesting. Because, yeah. well. So. Well, one yeah, of the drawbacks to his power. power is while he's invisible, he can't see. Um, He's. Well, he's he's not he's not invisible. Well, no, not invisible. Well, but while he's like uh, intangible, is that the word? Yeah, while well, he's, he's intangible, he can he can basically he go can go through, through things. things he can't see. And uh, if he sinks into the ground, if he stays invisible for too long, it feels like he's falling into an endless void. But he has an ability that, like, he can sink into the ground while he's uh, he's able to phase through things and if he directions his body a certain way when he turns solid it will teleport him into the direction that he basically he's pointing in or it'll shoot him so fast it looks like he teleported yeah um he does some wild shit with his powers he beats oh, he the does. shit out of an entire class by himself he's yeah in season three, the last episode, he, he was in the first episode he ever showed up in. He just basically is like, "Hey, class one A, why don't you fight me, and we'll see how you guys do." And he like literally mows them all down while naked. Oh also. yeah, his powers also don't affect his clothes; they'll just slide off of him. So they had to make a special suit yeah. out of his hair, and it was yes. he, that's a lot of hair. But hey, they did it. They did yeah. it. They did it. Um, but we will get to that uh, sooner. We'll probably do that on the part two um, because it m- I don't know, actually. I think they talk about it in within this part one that we're going to be talking about. But um, let's talk about the first episode, okay. which is basically, you know, a throwaway episode. Uh-huh. Um, just a what do you call those? 
it's kind of filler, kind of, but it's like a setup. It's filler, a setup yeah. for the season, pretty much. Yeah. So basically, um, you know, with the with All Might being uh, <laughs> out of the picture now, this newspapers are trying to cover it, uh, cover make as make as many stories as they can and cover something, uh, and this. Uh, reporters like hey I think All Might chose a successor just based off what he said at this one moment Um, uh, let me find out and he basically like goes into it's basically hey what are the what are these kids powers (laughs) let's let's reintroduce the class which is great because I feel like we need um, it's great to always reintroduce Mm -hmm. characters um, especially this class because I feel like you know they do a lot with the class And they're doing uh, what I like about what I like about my heroes that they always uh, they go into depth about each character more than most shows like Dragon Ball Z. We have Goku. That's all we know, really. And Vegeta and then Gohan. But then with this, you have, you know, uh, Midoriya is our is our main character. But, you know, so much about Bakugo and, and Todoroki and. And, it really uh, tells you a lot about uh, the home lives of a char- of a lot of characters who you would consider side characters. Like we don't know yeah. what the fuck. Like we for a long time, people didn't know what the fuck Yamcha, Yajirobe, and all these other motherfuckers were doing when Goku and them weren't all fighting shit. Like people, like we didn't find that out till like Dragon Ball Super. I think Yamcha is like a fucking like world renowned baseball player. And yeah. fucking Yajirobe just... Uh, Krillin was, Krillin like was a cop. cop. Fucking, uh, I don't know what Tien be doing. What he just be doing? hanging out with uh, uh, Chaozu and shit. Launch or something. Oh, yeah, Launch is in love with him. Um, what was... What was Yajirobe He just be hanging doing? out with the fucking cat. Maybe eating. Uh, I mean, he was hanging out with a god. That's yeah. pretty cool. Yajirobe's like... He's like that friend that's... He's like if, if David Dobrik had... Uh, just like w- that one friend that didn't want to show up on camera, he was just like, I'm here. What's up? What's up? Yeah, But anyways, the, uh, so that episode is basically a filler episode where we just get a you know glance at all the characters and their powers. And basically the reporter is just like, he figures it out within two hours, basically. Well, you're the kid. It's you. Yeah, he's like, you're the one that All Might was talking about. You have his powers. You're a kid. I can tell us, yeah. Yeah. And you and he and then we find out that the that that reporter has a quirk and it's basically he has a bunch of cameras on his body and can print out the pictures also. That's such a specific it's a very power. strange, creepy power in my opinion. But hey, he's yeah. using it for things. Yeah. Good oh. things at least. Oh. Um but it's like what are the chances that your power comes with a printer? Like, damn, what a what a deal you have going for you. Well, they always have yeah. a that. You know what? His life probably sucks because when he goes to family reunions, they're like, "Hey, hey, hey, take a picture of us." And he's like, True. "Shit, yeah, hold on, shit." <sighs> I can't remember the reporter's uh, name. I want to remember what it is so bad right now. No, yeah. he I. I promise he's not going to do it. It's not going to be that important. But apparently he's going to write a book about um, Midoriya when he gets older. But isn't um, this is what I don't get about My Hero Academia. It's like they go to a school for superheroes, right? So everyone knows who they are. 
they even have to come up with superhero names and some of them wear mm-hmm. masks but don't uh, isn't it public knowledge who they are Usually. now yeah like it's the same thing with that sky high we have uh, with sky high the movie they have a school with <laughs> heroes and villains why don't the villains just like hey i know who the hero is this is their <laughs> real identity because they live in a world where everybody has powers so if you go and attack random people uh-huh. who are related to some guy, you might be running into a very serious situation that you might not walk out of. Like people know, for example, people know Todoroki. They know his father. They know yes. what his powers are, and they know that he has siblings. I don't think people are gonna go out of their way to attack them <laughs> because of who his father is and because that. of what their powers potentially may be. Because none of them were reported to be quirkless. The same goes for Ida. Like, his family is a family of superheroes. The only ones who have, yeah, like, but family members who aren't yeah. really powered, scary power people, are, like, Bakugo and Midoriya and um, uh, Ochako and all the rest of them. You know, we never really see, like, Momo's parents or any of them. But everybody's, like, I think yeah. their parents can take care of themselves. That's why they're not worried about it. You know what I mean? Like, what? Also, with that, with the Ida family, like, it, they're a well-known family, but no one knew. He he tried to hide it. He but he tells everyone his name. Yeah, yeah. Remember? He tried to hide that he's like. I don't know how to explain it. Uh, like, because I'm I'm assuming that like their superhero name is public knowledge, but not all the time is their real name. So they wouldn't know that he's a part of this family unless he's like, yo. Like, they knew that, like, Midoriya knew because he was like, oh, your armor's just like this hero. No, he didn't. He goes, they were like, my family's, uh, they are like, your family's rich, aren't they? He goes, I didn't want them to, I didn't want to be found out. But do you know the Ida, uh, do you know the the superhero, um, what's his name? Ingenium. Uh, Ingenium. That's uh, yeah, yeah. The Ida family. It's like, yeah, that's my brother. It's like, how do you? Well, you know his name is Ida. But well, it's Japan. That's like yeah. being like, oh, the Smith family. Oh, my name's Smith. Is it? You know, we're like, oh, well, you know, you don't want to just assume that you meet a guy, his last name's, and he's related <laughs> to you. That'd be a little weird. So you might have been like, oh, so they are related to you. But I, I could have sworn Midoriya recognized the armor. He's like, his armor looks like Ingenium's kind of. But maybe I'm wrong about that. It's been so long since I watched the first season. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> let's let's actually get into the actual start of the season with the first episode that's leading uh, to the story arc, which is called Overhaul, which we meet the newest bad guy that we're dealing with in this yeah. season, named Overhaul. Yeah. Um. His power is basically he's a he's a full metal alchemist. Yeah, he can transfer like energy into shit and blow it, break it. And yeah, reassemble. break it and reassemble it in different ways. And he's yeah, he's the head of a fucking yakuza sect. So yeah, he's kind of dangerous. And then the League of Villains is kind of like. Oh, you think you're tough shit, huh? He's like, yeah, I kind of am. And he shows it by, like, yeah. maiming one of their members and killing another. Yeah. But the thing is, like, the the um, 
the the yakuza at this time is not very powerful because of people like yeah. all might so they're actually hidden but uh overhaul like he he's this he's this baddie that just like walks in he doesn't give a shit because he knows his power is fucking amazing but he has a plan um <laughs> i heard that yawn um he has this ability, to, uh, but he he has this ability to, to attract people to him. He has a he's very charismatic in a way, but also people don't like him. Also, yeah. uh, but he's figured out a way to actually stop Quarks for a little bit, and we find this out while um, Overhaul kills one of the characters, Mag uh, Magna, yeah, or Magni, um, the first Magni. trans character Who, in My uh, Hero. Yeah, who they call who they yeah. call she, um, and they they really point that out in one of the episodes coming up in uh, in I think episode mm-hmm. twelve. Uh, so that was like a big LGBTQT um, shout out, in a way, just like hey, this is this is a character sucks that she's dead. Get Swing everything bullshit. right. <laughs> Dude, while we're uh, meeting uh, overhaul, um, you know uh, the students have to do. Uh, a work week basically where they go in with almost like their intern week where they get to intern with other heroes but this one they actually get paid to do this it. is more of a work and study work study that's what it's called yes uh, so they're trying to find out who would be the best work study uh, person and right now um, th- we're focusing on a few only a few characters so it's going to be focused on from from the class 1a it's going to be uh, Midoriya uh, Froppy, um, Uraka, and uh, what's it called? Um, uh, Sam- Red, uh, Red Riot. Riot. There's one more person, isn't it? No, no, it's not. No, it's not. Never mind. No, no. But we deal yeah. with the big three. So the reason, so these four actually go along with the big three, where uh, Midoriya doesn't know who he's going to go with, so he decides to try and go with um, with what's his name? Grant Torino. Gran Torino. He tries to go with Gran Torino, but uh, Gran Torino is busy with actually working on this case with Overhaul. And he says, why don't you just ask, um, why don't you ask uh, Malmite to introduce you to Night Eye, his sidekick, who has his own, right, you know, his own yeah. thing. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, you know, All Might, we find out All Might is, it does not want to be around uh, Night Eye because of certain reasons. Night Eye actually looked into his future and told him, hey, you're going to die. Because Night Eye's future is he can see so far into the future um, and see any, everything that happens and nothing ever changes. And we find out that uh, at some point uh, All Might's going to die because he doesn't have his powers. Yeah, but here's the thing. That's not really shocking information when you really think about it. Is it not? Like we knew, I knew from episode one, All Might was gonna die. As soon as he coughed and said, <laughs> "Shit," I knew he was gonna die. Well, we we are not surprised as, as watchers yeah. of the show, but you know, that big fans uh, like Midoriya. Um, but people like Midoriya and Night Eye. Night Eye is like a um, he's a super fan of he's like bigger fan than Midoriya is of All Might. And uh, it's like, what if Robin you, you really, out, really liked Batman? Like a huge fan. 
Um, like the biggest, the biggest fan. fan. Paraphernalia. <laughs> eh. Paraphernalia. So he, we actually go to Mirio, and Mirio is the one who introduces All Might, uh, not All Might, uh, introduces Midoriya to uh, Sir Night Eye. And Night Eye is like, you got to make me laugh before you join this this hero agency which is weird because he's this really strict person he doesn't wear a suit he doesn't wear a hero suit he just wears a regular suit and he's the most stoic person you've ever mm-hmm. seen and the first time we meet him like making someone laugh it's the most uncomfortable thing to watch yeah he's got a bubble girl chained up to this thing with a tickle machine tickling yeah her. Because she was not telling him a, a serious report in a joyful yeah. manner. And this character... So, the two sidekicks of Night Eye that are part of his hero agency are actual characters that people submitted. Yeah. Uh, Bubble um, Girl got submitted. And so was... Uh, no, no. Huh? They both did. Yeah. Yeah, Bubble oh, Girl yeah, got submitted and the uh, Centipede... I can't remember his name. Yeah. Centipede, yeah. I think his name is. Um, who is literally a human centipede. <laughs> centipede with a human body, is it? It's fucking weird. That's it. I feel like Bubble Girl is so underpowered. But, but, but we haven't seen what she can do, really. Like, she just blew mm-hmm. bubbles, and that was it. And Centipede has, like... I feel like his power is pretty cool. Like, he uses his centipede body head to, like, wrap people up, and he can extend yeah, it and it's stuff. creepy. Effective. Yeah. But, but anyway, Effective. So, like I said, that uh, Night Eye can actually see into the future for uh, for at least one hour, and he can uh, tell everyone's movement by uh, what they uh, by just looking into their eyes. So he challenges uh, Deku to be like, "Hey, if you can stamp this paper, I will I will let you work with me, uh, but I'm I promise you, you're not going to do it in three minutes." And Deku tries his hardest to do it. Uh, doesn't well, succeed, but he it's all about like, the wording, him. isn't it? Because I think he said, "If you can stamp this, I might think about letting you work here." Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, if he stamps it, he can officially work there, but he never said he wouldn't. Yeah, yeah. take him. I don't know. It was really weird. Night, I just wanted to see what he was capable capable of, and he actually was pretty capable. And like, if you see Night Eye's office, it's basically nothing but uh, all might paraphernalia Mm -hmm. so Deku was like jumping around the office at super speed and like missed everything on purpose just so he so he wouldn't mess up the like attack yeah yeah and he saw this and he knew that he was very competent so he took him on and he he was very much like look I don't think you're you deserve this power that all mate gave you I think it actually should belong to Mirio because he deserves it he's he is strong and he knows how to use his power and stuff like that. And we, um, and it's basically like him just saying, this is me proving to you that you don't belong in this power and you will think about giving it to Mirio yeah. kind of thing. And Mirio doesn't know anything about this, which is uh, another yeah. point. But Sir Night Eyes figures um, it out pretty quickly. <laughs> yes. Um, but we, as we go along, we uh, find out uh, that um, uh, Tamaki has took on uh, Red Riot. Uh, is it? What's his name? Kirishima. Kirishima. Yeah, he's with Fat Gum. Yeah. 
Yeah, he's with Fat Gum. So Fat Gum's power is basically he can eat a lot and then he can absorb energy with his fat. So that's why uh, Tamakichi uh, is actually with him because he eats food. He gets he gets powers mm-hmm. basically. And as they're doing uh, they're doing their uh, walk around the city, uh, we get some gangsters that are actually trying to um, trying to shake you know kill shake. And they're yeah. trying to shake down people pretty much. Yeah, um, and then they, you know, fat gum and them arrest him. But one of the guys actually shoots Tamakichi with a weird bullet that takes away Tamakichi's mm-hmm. powers. And Red Riot, you know, takes him down. And we actually get, it's one of my favorite episodes because we get to find out uh, Kirishima's uh, really hidden power that he's been working on because he's someone that doesn't really believe in himself. And this is what I meant by they take side characters and actually really go in depth with it. And this is something that he's like, you know, I I wish I could, uh, I wish he, I, I could be the person like you guys are. Like you guys are great. You have long distance powers. I have nothing. I'm just a person that's, there to protect and maybe fight close combat but that's it and he does this moment where he hardens his body the hardest he could ever harden and turns into like a basic fucking monster and it's fucking yeah he's he becomes very demon like or somewhat of an oni which his costume is based off of he's based off of a red oni so it's pretty appropriate and he calls it unbreakable mode it's fucking tight and basically the reason why he had to go in Unbreakable Bone because the hero, the, the villain that shot Tamakichi also injected himself with this power booster, uh, like a yeah. steroid. Yeah, power booster, almost like a steroid for, mm-hmm. for powers. And it kind of like turned him into almost like Moonfish that with like blades coming out of nowhere and cutting his everyone's skin. So he used, he had to harden himself so hard to protect other people. And he succeeded. Um, and luckily Tamakichi's powers did return. It just took a couple hours. But it was also a very scary moment because uh, if someone's powers get taken away, then they feel like yeah, they are nothing. Yeah, it'll be quirkless. It's yes. Um, say around the same episode, we uh, we find out Froppy and uh, Ravity are with um, <laughs> Dragon Lady and Nedry. Not Dragon Lady. Nedry. What's her name? Uh, yeah, yeah, Nedry. Uh, Nedry, who is who is interning with this dragon lady superhero who is um, actually number 10 in, in all of mm-hmm. Japan. And she's telling them, hey, we might need you for this uh, project that, you know, Night Eye's office is going to need help with. And it's basically we're, they're going after Overhaul. Uh, with that, they're doing some scouting around the streets. Um, Mirio and uh, Deku are going are walking around the streets, and they run into a girl named Eri, who's very scared and we find out that she is the daughter of overhaul because overhaul comes out of nowhere and says hey this is my daughter she's you know she runs away a lot so uh, you know how girls are and then mirio knows who it is by the way he looks but he doesn't want to do anything because he doesn't want to ruin the yeah because they're still um staking them out right now yeah so with that, um, Mirio lets them go, but you know Deku's just like I, I you know she's she's really scared. Midoriya's being Midoriya like, right now. He's got the whole look on his face. Basically, 
He's like, I'm ready to fight this motherfucker. <laughs> Despite knowing that he probably gonna lose. He's ready to go. Yes. Uh uh, but with uh with when they finally let her go when they were going to follow overhaul, um and as they were following overhaul, they they get to this point in the alleyway where overhaul starts taking off his glove. Aerie sees this happen and she's like Oh no! Never mind. I'm fine, and then runs back to him because she knows that Overhaul's gonna kill these yeah. kids if he doesn't do anything. But um, w- with uh, Ari going back, they find it to be uh, a, a, a relief that they didn't ruin the investigation, and then um, they tell Night Eye what happens. So they they formulate a plan with other heroes of other. Uh, Agencies like this. Uh, what do you think about this uh, character, Rocklock? He looks cool. Yeah. Do no, you know what his power is? Not yet. I can't remember right now. Uh, it's basically he could just lock any inanimate object. Oh yeah, he can lock it in like midair too, and he can glide on it and shit. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. I remember that now. Yeah, he's interesting. Uh, it is. But with um with those heroes they come up with a plan where they try to check out every little thing that every little place that the yakuza is known to be headed at night eye actually finds out who uh, uh where they are through investigation of this one gentleman that's going to a kid's toy store because he's trying to get a gift for airy and they find out that um in the meeting while they're figuring this out they find out that airy's the daughter of overhaul and overhaul's been using her blood to create a um, a uh, antidote against mm-hmm. quirks that can only last for a few hours, but maybe last forever now. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, they f- they figure out where Ares is hidden. They find out <laughs> with with all, with his whole uh, power, he finds out like where she is, how to get to her, and everything. So <laughs> I was like, Night Eyes' power is OP. Oh yeah. Out. Um, do you have anything you want to add? I think that Night Eyes is probably one of the coolest characters introduced in My Hero Academia. Just for the simple fact that he's more akin to like what you would think a like a 50s pulp comic hero is. He's just a guy in a suit. He does investigations, he does stakeouts, he uses his powers to the best of his ability. He's not like these, like, he's not, he's not All Might. All Might will go out there and punch the shit out of everything and make everything okay. Night Eyes is very strategic, and that's something that would, I've, I thought it was a really good idea to introduce this character and have Deku go off with this character. Because Deku has been in full sicko mode since he got his powers. Like, he thinks critically. Yeah. Sure. Yes. But not all the time. It took him. It took somebody to tell him, "Hey, Deku, instead of focusing all your powers in one part of your body, why don't you distribute it all over your body so you don't get hurt and break your fucking limbs every time? Yeah. Why don't you use five percent of your power instead of going full one hundred percent? And it him. Yeah. Training with Night Eyes is going to be beneficial to him because Night Eyes is that. He is 100% strategic. He doesn't have super strength or any of that. I think he's kind of actually super duper fast, but you'll we'll get into that yeah. later. But well, it's it, in 
in in one of the episodes he talks about he's like I've done I've fought so many people and predicted so many things that I know how people yeah. fight. He's basically why he's so fast. He's like what if they gave Taskmaster a like an actual weakness. Because yeah. he can rem- he knows everything that they're going to do. Eventually he's going to lose that but he can remember it. He's pro- honestly he's probably a better fighter than All Might. All Might's just stronger than him. So yeah, automatically definitely. All Might wins. But Midoriya is going to benefit from this more because the way that I'm looking at Midoriya, the way that he's been developing, it reminds me a lot of a, a very popular Japanese superhero. Like, you know how like a lot of them are based off of other things. Like, All Might's clearly Superman. Um... The character I told you about, Knuckle Duster, he's very much like a Batman character. Mm-hmm. This guy is kind of like, yeah. what if, like, Dick Tracy meets, um, like, the Shadow, but he's, like, also got elements of the the question and things like that. Mm-hmm. Midoriya is very much 100%, in my opinion, he is based off a common writer in my eyes. Because he starts off with punches, but then he learns shoot style. Now he's doing kicks. Yeah. Common Rider's finishing move is the rider kick. And like you like the way that his gear is slowly developing, like he's got armored boots now, he's got armored bottoms, he's got like his he's soon he's probably gonna have gauntlets. Like he's gonna like Oh I mean I feel like he does have He kinda does, but they go up to his arms. But I think he's gonna have like fist gauntlets, you know what I mean? Like, to protect his hands when he's punching mm-hmm. shit. Kind of like, have you seen the movie? No, I haven't Check seen the movie, the movie yet. He gets something like that in the movie. I knew. Um, like, he's. I feel like by the end of it, he's going to have, like, bug-eye glasses. And he's going to have a belt that helps him transform. I can feel oh, it. Oh, he's going ha- to have an anime... Uh... Uh, the anime look. He's gonna have the goggles. the goggles over his thing. He's gonna have a belt that will instantly <laughs> transform into his hero gear, and he's gonna be doing poses and shit. I feel it. But like he need, he's been yeah. all he's he's been go from the beginning, and he's been using strategy. But he's been using the strategy of like a fifteen year old boy. So mm-hmm. I really appreciate Night Eyes like being this next step for him. And yeah. him being thrusted into a situation like this already probably um, isn't mm-hmm. ideal, but he's going to learn from it. Um, it's hard yeah. to talk about this when I kind of know what's going to happen already. I know. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's gonna, it's interesting to see. Also, Mirio's the shit. I don't care what anyone says. He's a fucking... Mirio fucking is the shit. shit. Um, um, but... Uh, as we go, uh, so when we actually go into the uh, Yakuza, we find out where the Yakuza's are. So they set up a whole heroes and police officers attacking this base of operations. The heroes uh, are automatically met with this giant man of of a beast, and uh, he starts attacking the uh, police officers out- officers outside. And Dragon Lady transforms into a giant fucking dragon with a metal claw, which is fucking mm-hmm. badass. And uh, they, uh, Froppy and Uravity are going to, are helping her outside. Everyone else heads in. Uh, they find the hidden passageway, and um, villains start coming out. 
uh, we find out. Uh, uh, we find we actually see the powers of Centipede and Bubble Girl at this point, and it's um, Bubble Girl just basically just little like little bubbles coming out of nowhere and just um, blind someone. Yeah, just for a hot second, but she takes them down. I mean, she knows how to fight. That's the best part yeah. about it. And Centipede just uses his body to like wrap people up, which is kind of creepy because he's a centipede. Centipede. Um, and then we actually we end up going into into the actual uh, Hakaisai mm-hmm. Yakuza. Is that what uh, they call it? Something like that. Something like that. It's like Shade like Hakaisai. Uh, yeah. So um, the first uh, first of the inner circle that we meet is Mimic, who powers himself up and basically goes into a wall and controls the whole passageway yeah. and turns it into like a maze. And Miro is just like, fuck this. I'm going after them. And he just runs through the wall and just like knows where he's going. He, he studies the map and knows exactly where mm-hmm. they're going to be. Oh, the name and is uh, everyone else Sha- is- Shahi uh, Hasaikai. Uh, Hasaikai. It means the eight is, yeah. precepts of death. <laughs> yeah, the um, which you I think you you get that's the people that you yeah. do meet, um, and they are also after Mimic goes into the wall and starts turning everything around. He actually separates the heroes from the police officers, and he puts the heroes downstairs uh, into another room where he can't really reach them, but he lets three of the other villains take care of it. And this is where we're gonna get into the meat potatoes right here, uh, and it's the Sun Eater episode. Oh, yeah. And this is where um, Kamajiki uh, Kamajiki gets his his uh, uh, no sorry Tamaki Tamaki Amajiki gets his um, his his own episode where he shows off what he can do and why he does what he does basically. Mm-hmm. So uh, Rex, and, uh, you just watched this episode, so I I would like you to talk about this one because you really like this character. Uh, well, basically he. He takes it upon himself. He's the thing about Sun Eater is he's had a history of like confidence issues. He's always been a very nervous kid. But what shaped him and helped him come out of his shell was his friendship with Mirio. They've known each other since they were in elementary school. And he was remembering that. And he remembers how when he first met Mirio. It was like a, a like a blinding light was shining at him, and he was he wasn't expecting him to be nice to him, but he was, and their friendship just progressed from there, and they've always been there for each other, and they've always had each other's back, but he always felt as though he was in Muriel's shadow until one day Muriel was like, "No, you're not in my shadow. Like you you've never been in my shadow. If anything, you would swallow me up." And that's how he came up with his name, Sun Eater. That's basically where it comes from. Mm -hmm. And he's remembering all this, and he's like, I can't let anyone down. I have to kick these motherfuckers' ass. So he's going up against these three villains. One of them has the power to pull a sword out of his body or something like that. Um, No, no. His power is that he can... can, uh, um, He's basically like a magnet and pulls things to him, but things that he can see. He can do that. The uh, other guy can produce crystals. And the yeah. f- third one, what can he do? 
he can eat. He can. Oh yeah, he eats shit. So I know why you're thinking he can pull sword out of random places because he had a knife in his mouth, but that's because of the mask was hiding yeah. a knife. Um, and so he's getting he's basically fighting these three villains all at once. They're they're giving him some trouble. They're 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 it's a bad time for him for a little while, but he he starts to get the upper hand. I can't really go into depth in this fight because it doesn't last as long as I remember. Uh-huh. I re- so. <laughs> I will say that one of the best parts about this episode, like uh, this scene, they're handling uh, Amajiki by themselves. But then Amajiki's like, no, this is where I put all my training to work. This is what I worked hard for. So I'm putting everything I've got into this. And he creates like this whole face mask of like a crab shell or or something or a lobster shell, something really hard. And then he turns his whole body into a kraken. And kicks everyone's ass, and then that just all of us, uh, like the guy that could eat anything, was actually knocked out by a racer. Yeah. So as soon as he woke up, it was kind of game over, and he started eating everything mm-hmm. uh, that was being produced by Amajiki. Which, like, does he is that painful for him because he was eating everything? Good question. Yeah, but um, yeah, as uh. As they were about to fight, and the guy started getting closer, he's like, okay, I'm going to put poison in my tentacles so that he passes out, and it was too late. He took The tentacles were taken away from him by um, one of the guys that has that power, and they were just about to kill him. The crystal guy was just about to kill him, and they these guys are really, they uh, really believe in the leader yeah. um, uh, overhaul because they were like, we were nothing. We were going to kill ourselves, basically, but and we are trash. But we're trash that works well together because we trust yeah. each other, uh, and we're given a purpose now. And with that, uh, they they know that they can defeat him. But after this, Mirio, uh, not Mirio, uh, Amajiki eats some of the crystal from the crystal guy and kind of gets the upper hand. Turns his legs into chicken legs and pushes them up against the wall and knocks them out. It ended really fast that way, but um, it, it that's just how he had to end it and before the fight even started he was just like hey uh deku get to muriel because i know how he is he's going to overdo it and he's going to get himself mm-hmm. killed um so this is it's not only about saving airy for him it's like saving save mm-hmm. my best friend first um and that's where we're going to end this episode for the part one yeah yeah which is a great like it, we're only going over this because we it's something we should uh, I always wanted to talk about because I love talking about anime and just I need to talk about certain episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, the Sun Eater episode is is one. The next episode, the Red Riot, is is another great episode because you get to talk you get to really know uh, Fat Gum mm-hmm. also, which is great. Um. But it is some some good episodes are coming up. I've I <laughs> I I've didn't think I don't think I would get emotional watching anime, but I did, and I hate that. <laughs> um, it happens I sometimes. I cried watching Haikyuu. It's a good show. Did you? It's a good show. Um, well, anyways, uh, Rex. Anything else about these episodes that you want to talk about? Um, I just think it's funny that two of the strongest characters are kind of sidelined because they're fucking morons. Um, 
Because well, because hormones? they fucked up and they didn't do shit right. Oh yeah. Which is fucking yeah. Bakugo and Todoroki. And Todoroki. And they're just like, man, everybody's progressing without us. Bakugo's like, we're kind of. And Bakugo's like, shut the Stop fuck up! Fucking reminding me, you piece of shit. It's fucking dumb. But um, their story is gonna be really interesting. Uh, it's not really a spoiler if I tell you what they do, do I? Yeah, it is. Because uh, I, yeah, I don't know don't what's going to happen. With Let them. me just say this, though. Okay. Kindergarten is a wild time for a lot of people. Oh. Okay. <laughs> and that's all I'm going to say. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what to do with that. No context. It doesn't make any sense. Uh, When I... When I see it, I'm gonna be like fucking Rex. Anyway, yeah, uh, check out anyways. my hero, Jonas. What you been enjoying <laughs> yes, right. this week, baby? Oh well, other than My Hero Academia, um, what have I been <laughs> enjoying? <laughs> I don't really enjoy much, Rex. Um, you know, I've been, I've been, I did get Apple Musically really, uh, oh, yeah. recently. And, you know, I, I enjoy that I can listen to music while instead of, you know, going on YouTube and mm-hmm. listen to music. Um, but I still go on YouTube <laughs> and listen to music while I work out, which is makes I was like, oh, well, what's the point of spending nine dollars a month for this if I'm going to keep using them? But I've been using it more. And uh, I actually found an old album that I used to listen to back in oh, high damn. school. Um and it was I didn't think they would had it. It was 2000, 2005. And it's a local band. That's oh. the thing. It's an old local band from high school, and uh, their name's The Finalist. Uh, you can find their music on Apple Music. Uh, one of the songs I used to listen to was Here With Me. It's very emo, <laughs> and it's basically just like uh, the guy saying, I lie awake at, at night just thinking of you because I want you to be here mm-hmm. with me. <laughs> so that's the kind of music I listened to back in my day. Damn. Nice. Yeah. I was emo as hell. Um but uh yeah that's what that's what i've been listening to um of course uh a new episode of uh rough night movie podcast dropped Uh recently um for christmas so if you guys want to check that out uh go ahead we're gonna be filming one more episode someone reached out to us and they asked us if we could review their movie and uh we were like do you guys know what we review (laughs) oh boy they don't know what they're getting Um, they don't they don't um but that's going to be another episode and then we're going to go take another break and then we're going to figure out our schedules but rex what are you enjoying well some things i've been enjoying some things i've been uh, partaking in not really enjoying uh i bought a video game called tales of vesperia it's like a it's a 10 year old game i think it came on out on one of i want to say like the playstation 3 maybe um but I got the definitive edition that's on Switch because I was like, oh, I want to try a new RPG game. And it's a really fun game because it's like, what if an RPG game, it had all the elements like you get equipment, you get different characters, you go into monster battles with random monsters. But what if you got into the battles and it was kind of a fighting game? It's just you go into a fucking circle, you run up to the monsters and you do combo. You do the fucking combo, you beat the shit out of them, you got different moves, do the combo. Fun game. Game's pissing me off. Because I was going without a strategy guide. 
And then I was like looking through like costumes and stuff you can get. And I was like, oh, this is a really cool costume. I want to get this. And you got to do a quest line to get it. Um, what they don't tell you is that the quest line is missable. So if you don't do some shit at the very beginning of the fucking game, you miss your opportunity to get that costume. Uh, Luckily, this game has 99 save slots. Great. I was on save slide 50 something. And I was like. (sighs) So you went back to save. I went back to like save slide five where I was like, all right, this is the point where all the missable stuff starts happening. Went all the way back. Got a whole bunch of shit. I'm using a strategy guide now. I'm on my way to getting a whole bunch of cool stuff at the end of the game, I guess. You got one of those books? No. At the, at the no. I found one on the internet for free. The walkthroughs? I found a walkthrough for free, and it's in-depth. And I was like, fuck it. Yeah. I remember those, man. I remember. You know what I had to do? Remember what Zoids oh, God, yeah. I remember Zoids. I had a, I had a Game Boy Advanced Zoids game. <laughs> but... It was all in Japanese, <laughs> and I did not know how to read a single thing. I guessed most oh, of my wow. stuff, and I beat the shit out of Damn. that game. Uh, but that was the hardest part because there's a lot of missable stuff in there too. Uh, but I, the stuff I did miss, I I was I found a walkthrough that was in English mm. on the internet. So yeah, <laughs> Rex, did you know that they can? Uh, I'm not can done yet, Jonas. The internet. <laughs> oh, okay. Sorry. Also watched you on Netflix the first season of it. Fuck Did no. Did you like it? <laughs> so many girls are like, "Oh, he's yeah, he's murdered people, but he's he's so good to her." I was like, "Yeah, but he murders. he murders a lot of people." I'm gonna just spoil you right now. He ends up murdering her. Yeah, like <laughs> fuck you, yeah. <laughs> fuck that. That show sucks. Fuck you. You know show. what? He's a good actor. He plays a crazy person who's justifying his actions really, really well. Fuck that show. (laughs) Am I going to watch season two to see if he gets his comeuppance? Yeah, I'm going to do that. Yeah. (laughs) They got you. I want to see if he's going to get his ass beat in season two. So I'm going to watch it. Reluctantly. Yeah. But I'm going to watch it. Reluctantly. Other than that, I think I'm done for the most part. (laughs) Okay. Um. All right. Uh. Yeah, Rex, did you know that they could find us on the internet? Yes. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just thinking, thinking of you stopping me again and saying I'm not oh, fucking God, done yet, John. No. Uh, <laughs> they can find us at uh, theuniverserj at gmail dot com. They can email us about that. Uh, about any questions that they might have. They can also follow us on Twitter at rju podcast and on Instagram with that same handle. Very true. Isn't that true? That's very true. And, guys, I don't know if you know this. People out there that are listening, you can also rate, review, and subscribe to us on iTunes. You can also leave us uh, leave us a review, please. We, we need the reviews. You guys have not left reviews in months, maybe years. I've, it's probably the same people we're talking to that leave the reviews. we got to promote the podcast more. We have, like, 53, uh, 53 uh, followers. Yeah, we have to promote <laughs> the podcast a little bit more. <laughs> I've been really lazy about that. I need to give you the uh, I need to give you the information for the Twitter, um, but 
other than that, yeah, please just come uh, review for us. Review us. Look at Tell us. us what you think. Touch us. Uh, and t- don't touch. Yeah, us. touch us. Don't, don't mind being touched. Get the fuck away don't, from me. Touch me, Piece please. Please, I need. The I don't want you to fucking put your goddamn dirty language. hands on me. But you know what? You can't put your hands on your fucking phone. And if you want to, you can follow Joe Nasty Draws at J O N A S T Y D R A W Z. He's on Twitter. He's on Instagram. He's on uh, TikTok. He's on uh, the Bite Beta. Whenever that comes out, um, you can you know yeah. get some workout tips. Admire his selfies. Maybe even commission some artwork. Mm. Whatever you want, you know. Thirst over him. Slide in his DMs. Say you want to rock his world. Please do. Always. Um, if you don't want to do that to me, you can always do that to Rex at R-E-X-T-E-S-T-A-R-O-S-S-A. Say it again. Uh, R-E-X-T-E-S-T-A-R-O-S-S-A. Yeah, baby. You okay. got it right two times in a row. Look at you. <laughs> you scared me. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> you can do that to Rex on, on Twitter, on Instagram, on TikTok, I feel like I feel like TikTok's a big um, it's a big platform for you for girls to slide into your DMs, right? Can they Please slide don't. into your DMs if, if you don't follow them or they don't? Follow they you? can now, and then this is a bunch of fucking teenagers like, oh my yeah, god, yeah. I'll love you, and I'm like, get the fuck away from me right now. <laughs> can you show me your ID first, <laughs> ma'am? Excuse me, this is a felony. Get out of my DMs. <laughs> Um, well, yeah, but, you can follow yeah. me over there and join my cult, the Fruit Punch Boys. Yeah, <laughs> we're all Fruit Punch Boys over here. I'm about to change the chat name to Fruit Punch Boys right now. <laughs> drink, drink the juice. Drink up, bitch. Uh, um, but yeah, guys, uh, hope you guys enjoy this episode. Rex, please lead us out. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, people of all genders, well, we just really appreciate you, you know, enjoying the podcast, coming, spending your hard-earned time with us. We thank you. We know you could have been doing something way more important with your day, but you decided to spend it with us, and we're grateful. Uh, if you heard some things on the podcast today that you thought you were, you know, were cool, were tight, were lit, you agree with, you know, leave us a review. You know, we can use that positive reinforcement. So, you know, leave us a review, send us some stars, an email, a DM, whatever. We'll answer them. If you heard something today that you didn't really agree with, you thought was dumb, you thought was idiotic, you want to critique us on it, do the same thing leave us a review leave us a like leave us a comment you know we'll see those too we want to we just want to improve and make a better product for the masses at large really but if you heard something today that absolutely positively blew your motherfucking mind i hope your wig ain't get flipped just finished listening to the universe according to rex and jonas it is created by brian foster and jonas robinette hosted by brian foster and jonas robinette edited by jonas robinette with help by audio producer kyle c kelly